Hello and welcome to Matalia is Confused. It's Sunday, that means it's Sunday service, and that means... So fucking violent. Got fucking tased in the nuts on that. On that, that's why I waited so long. I like that part of that song when it sounds like that one guy gets tased in the nutsack. It's the day of the Lord. It's Sunday. We don't go to church. We tune in to church, and this is fucking church. It's certainly better than church. Um, that song actually is one of my favorite uh, church songs. Thank God I am free. Anybody who's a first time listener, I don't know. I don't know how it's. I don't know how this is going over for you so far, but uh, to be clear, I'm not religious. I love the music. Uh, but while that song was playing, and I was fucking, the the Holy Spirit was flowing through my 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 veins. I was thinking about growing up Catholic. How fucking the guy says washed in the blood of Jesus or whatever the fuck he says, whatever violent fucking thing he says, and. Uh, in as a catholic when when you take communion what they teach you is that your when you get that little wafer that fucking little circular wafer um that's his that's Christ's body and then when you drink the wine out of the fucking chalice like you're in Indiana Jones and the last crusade uh you're drinking his blood so when you go to take communion every week, you are eating Jesus, his body. They say this. This is not, I mean, obviously you're not. His body's long ago been withered away, no matter what you believe. There's no physical body of Jesus to eat. So obviously it's not literal. But as a kid, you're like, Jesus had a lot of, Jesus had a lot of skin. We're just sitting here eating him. I mean, this is not... Here's here's 
I might have overstated, <laughs> but it's not not what they teach. They do say the body of Christ and then give you the fucking wafer that you eat to symbolize that you're eating the body of Christ. Okay. Don't teach kids that. No wonder everyone's so fucked up. No wonder I'm so fucked up. Some dude in robes when I was a little kid. Some dude in robes in a scary building is giving me little wafers and telling me it's the body of Jesus Christ who I'm supposed to be afraid of and believe in and then yada yada yada. And then take one step over. Oh, also here's his blood. You fucking little aspiring vampire. Here you go. Here you're a cannibal. Okay, here you go. Here you're a vampire. And go on your way to be fucked. You are fucked for the rest of your life. Now that we told you those things. What the fuck? Update your shit. I wasn't around in the Roman Empire. I wasn't around in the Middle Ages. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it would it made more sense then. Those things made more sense then. Update it. Stop telling kids they're eating Jesus and drinking Jesus. Thanks. And for anyone who's like, well, everyone understands that. I didn't understand. I'm fucking smart. As a kid, I was like, what do they mean his, we're eating his body? And why are we celebrating that? And also, why are we doing it every week? And also, why can I buy the things that, look, that, that they're saying are Jesus' body? Why can I buy them at a fucking save-on drugs for 99 cents a pack? Those things kind of taste good, though, honestly. That was the only cool part. It was like if you were a little hungry on Sunday, you got a little snack. God. I was also just thinking about how little I like knew. Even like when I would have to learn the prayers and songs, like I didn't know what a fucking shepherd was until I was like in my late teens. I was just like, shepherd is in this book so much. The word shepherd, I swear to God, the word shepherd is in the Bible more than than the, than the word the. And I never once even asked anybody around me, "What's a shepherd?" Probably because I was so fucking scared. Because when I asked, what's the wafer? They were like, that's the body of Jesus. I didn't want to learn something fucked up. I just kept to myself. Stayed mum. But really, even as a kid, I mean, I talked about this last Sunday when I was talking about the thing that they do uh, to kids. The things that they did to kids on Easter. That one time I had to go to church with my girlfriend at the time. Her and her family took me to church. And I saw the insidious way that they made kids believe the Easter shit. Learn the thing about Jesus, memorize the thing about Jesus, know the thing about Jesus, and then here's your chocolate bunny. The dirty little bait and switch shit. But they put the drill weird shit into your mind. This is the blood of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Okay? I'm a fucking cannibal vampire. Here I was thinking I was at church, but I'm really a cannibal vampire school. And also, what's a shepherd? Hey, shepherds aren't a fucking thing anymore. Update the whole thing. Update all of it. Even smart kids like me are like, what the fuck is this word that's used more in this book than any any other book? God, and going to confession. I mean, I know that's only Catholic, but going to confession was the scariest fucking thing. 
I remember distinctly being like, but I'm not bad. I have nothing to confess. And I would really stress out about like coming up with shit to confess on. I'd be like, um, hi, scary priest. It's really dark in here. Hi, fucking scary guy in a robe. What did I do that was bad? I don't know. I don't think I did anything bad, but we're here. So clearly, God thinks I did something bad. And you would try to tell the person that's putting you in there. You'd be like, honestly, I don't think I did anything. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> trust me. You're fucking terrible. Go tell that guy about it. And I was like, okay. I mean, the first time I did it, I was legit scared. You don't see the priest. You're in the dark. It's fucking so fucked up. You're doing this actually. You're doing this to be able to get to eat and drink Jesus. This is what allows you to do it at the church ceremony. This is part of it. Wow. So fucked up. Uh, and I went in and I was like, I don't know, father. Also, I don't want to call him father anymore. Priests aren't allowed to be called father anymore. I mean, I'm not even meaning to say fucked up shit. This is just, I'm just telling this story and I'm realizing I fucked up father. No, no wonder priests got away with fucking molesting kids left and right. They just automatically gain so much trust. You automatically have to call them father and talk to them in dark rooms and tell them secrets. We had no fucking hope. Kids had no fucking hope. Ever. If you're Catholic, stop making your kid go to church. Just teach them the shit you like. Teach them the shit you like. Don't put them in church. Anyway, I went in there and I was like, uh, I guess I'm mean to my mom sometimes. And he was like, well, what do you mean you guess? And I was like, oh, fucking cute little wordsmith priest. Great. Lucky me. I had to get the cute little wordsmith priest. What do you mean you guess? And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know I'm here. I mean, I guess in the way that like, if I have to pick something, it's that. He's like, well, you mean your mother sometimes? I'm like, but I'm eight, dude. Yeah. Have you ever met an eight-year-old? Yeah, I'm mean to my mom. Can I get out of this fucking dark room now? Creepy guy in a big black robe. And then they're like, well, what else? And you're like, I don't have anything else. This constant presumption that there's more that we've done wrong. This fucks up anyone who's raised Catholic. Everyone I know who's raised Catholic has a, this in one way or another. My best friend, he's Catholic. He's the guiltiest little fuck I know. He never does anything wrong. Always thinks he did. Anyway. Let's get into some of the more fucking uh, fun Jesus things. I was looking at something. I, I got some good shit. Some truly wacky motherfuckers lately uh, that I've seen. And I, I saved some of these things because it's just to, to paraphrase them would not would be to not do them justice, really. 
Um, oh, I just I want to do a little bit of an update before I do that. Not about the podcast, about a religious fuck I talked about last week. On last Sunday, I talked about this guy, Rodney Howard Brown, who talks like this. Draw a pair. That guy. I just wish these other pastors would draw a pair. Draw a pair. Come to church. Heal the sick. Cajun, Ker- Cajun Kermit. That's, that's him. The guy, hey, what a fucking surprise, is, has written a book that's coming out next month about coronavirus and how this invisible enemy has fucking railroaded the entire world and how it goes against God's plan, whatever the fuck. Next month, do you know how fucking fast you have to write a book on coronavirus and its fallout <laughs> to get it out next month? Do you know how not researched that has to be? My point is, this fucking asshole, just like I was saying, and I didn't even know this last week, but it fits perfectly. They're just trying to make fucking money one way or another. All of these fucking anti-people have some kind of agenda, whether it's religious or not. But we're going to focus on the religious ones now because Sunday service. We've congregated and we're here. And we're going to do it our way. But yeah, that motherfucking book is going to be... Not good. So this is the first one I wanted to uh, get into. Something nice uh, from a Christian fellow named Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack does not... Well, you know what? Instead of um, telling you what Andrew Womack does or does not think. Uh, I'm just going to play it for you. To see ourselves in. Here we go. I don't know that they have a constitutional right to require you to wear a face mask and stuff like this. I can see the, the practicality of it. Well, you know, we're supposed to see ourselves in Christ and let this mind be in us, which was in Christ. And I just can't even picture Jesus wearing a mask as he goes around <laughs> and praying for people. It just doesn't compute with me. <laughs> Okay, so that's the very unfunny Andrew Womack. Why can't any of these fucking Christian voices, why can't any of any of them be funny ever? I knew, I mean, I was just shitting on priests, but I knew funny priests when I was a kid. I've met a funny priest as an adult. Why are the famous popular ones so fucking not funny? Anyway, he doesn't, he, he sees the sense in wearing a mask everywhere you go, but he just can't bring himself to do it because he can't picture Jesus wearing one. Oh yeah, man, do you wear shoes? Do you fucking wear shoes? Well, Jesus never did that because shoes didn't exist. Do you wear shirts? Oh, you do. I'm looking at it right now in this fucking thing, in this picture of you that accompanies that fucking soundbite. Are you wearing a shirt? Yeah, you're wearing a shirt. Jesus didn't wear shirts. Why? Shirts didn't fucking exist. I think you get the idea. You can't picture Jesus wearing a mask. Well, I can't picture Jesus making sense. God, the, the cherry picking that goes on. I can't, pi- I can't picture Jesus wearing a mask. Therefore, I don't wear a mask. If you say that and you're not doing every single thing also like Jesus Christ, 
You're a fucking true idiot. Um, so that's Andrew Womack, which is, you know, but this is, this is, this is the one I really wanted to get into. This, that was just a little appetizer. I've talked about this dude before. His name's Scott Lively. Uh, he's one of these maniacs. I, I don't know if he's a pastor though. I think he's just like got this like crazy man basement show that uh no it's like a bible study thing i I don't know i don't really know i've seen his shit before he's fucking crazy i saw something where he says he thinks he goes on this like (laughs) he goes on this wrong thing about how the other thing i saw not this about how bill gates he doesn't think bill gates is the antichrist and at the very end of the clip he says but he might be just just shredding all the goodwill he built up. So you real it reframes the beginning of what he's saying. He's talking about he's what he really means is that he doesn't he doesn't point the fingers himself as at Bill Gates and say that is the antichrist and I know it. All he what he was really saying is like I don't know if it's him, but it could be. Not defending Bill Gates. It was like a real cute Scott Lively being a cute piece of shit. About Bill Gates. Everybody hating on Bill Gates. I've already talked about that. Though. Here's uh, here's Scott Lively talking about... Uh, well, I'm not even going to do this one either. This, this one's too crazy to even sum up. I'm just going to fucking play this one. The most... And if, if these people truly are intending to, to, to destroy America so they can bring in their global socialist system or even a national socialist system then uh, then then uh violence is appropriate in response to in a the most measured possible way right that's the idea if 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 at all possible you disarm the zombies trying to kill you without hurting them right but if it's not possible you do whatever is necessary to stop them from 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 killing you and your family or putting you into slavery that I believe the, the duty of an American. And if, if at the very end he says that is the duty of an American. This conflation of America and Christian Christendom is very strange to me. Christianity doesn't come from here. Christianity was brought here. I mean I am fully aware that those truths have been blurred. Uh, and we don't need to get into colonization and imperialism and all that shit, but it is odd to me, and just again, cherry picking convenient bullshit. When these people talk about uh, something being un American and ant- or anti Christian, they talk about these things like un American and anti Christian is the same thing. But I'm American. So is everyone I know in my day to day life. At least they live in America. And. Everyone I know doesn't think that shit. So can these people stop lumping Americans in with their insane bullshit? This is not representative of Americanism or not. These people are absolutely fucking insane. And I hate, I hate this fucking 
We won't get violent unless we have to thing. You can just see them drooling, praying that things get violent. Painting themselves as actually the defenders, not the aggressors, but the offenders. Defenders, sorry. Not the aggressors, but the defenders. Literally, everyone is peaceful except you guys. You're going to fucking take up arms? Because I saw some shit. um, Fuck, what was it? I fucking forget who it was. It was a verified account, though. And the guy was talking about life as we know it as Christians and Americans is over because he was waiting in line for a toaster to get at the store to buy a toaster. This is not satire. This is real, this guy. And he had to wait in line six feet apart from everybody and wear a mask. Otherwise, he couldn't get in, stay in the line to buy a toaster. The store wouldn't let him. And that's the end of life as we know it. How big of a pussy do you need to be to be that up in arms about the most minor changes to your lifestyle? And if you really are all about fucking Christianity, it's about the greater good. And you have to understand that people, if nothing else, are fucking scared for you to be up in arms about this isn't the way we live is forever over and throwing up your hands and just fucking, this isn't the America that I know. Fucking so pussy. It's the only America because the only America is the one we're living in right now. And the one right now is a f- in a fucking pandemic. This was the true kicker, though. This is the third and final fucking insane Christian person uh, that I saw this week that I really want to talk about. This was actually this is actually Paula White. Anybody knows who Paula White is is uh, or doesn't know who Paula White is? She is the Donald Trump's personal spiritual advisor, and she she's there's this clip specifically about talking about Trump and. The way it paints him is 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 an interesting glimpse into how the religious right has been. I was gonna say bullied, but it's more like it didn't seem like a bullying. It seemed like a welcome embrace. Uh, the re- religious rights embrace of Trump, and I've always found that odd. And and whether it's odd or not, it is not odd or not. It is now complete because when I hear people say shit like this. This is fucking next level shit. I'm going to play it for you right now. This is Paula White. To, he does feel this way. Let's pray that God gives him wisdom, that God gives him strength, that God gives him supernatural discernment. So she's talking about Trump when she says him. Already off to a fucked start. Supernatural discernment. Okay. Um, he does feel this way. And I think that this is a time also to uh, be patient, to be gracious, to think about maybe 
you don't understand him or like everything about his personality or one of his tweets offended you or, um, but all of us need that empathy and empathy is not just, you know, sympathy where I feel for you. Empathy is I'm going to put myself in your shoes. Could you imagine leading the most powerful country um, with thousands of people that have died? You hear him. If you saw him in his press conferences, you saw him in the town hall the other night on Fox. You see how much he cares about human life. Uh, He hasn't mourned the dead at all. First of all. Second of all, this woman, his spiritual advisor is asking people to have empathy for him. He's the president. He's the most powerful man in the world. And it's like she, even she's towing the line, his line of, oh, I'm the most fucking persecuted president in the history of the United States. First of all, you don't know anything about the history of the United States, so you can't say that. I guarantee, I fucking guarantee, and I'm not even a, obviously not an expert. I guarantee I know 3,000 times more about American history than he does. And that's not me bragging. That's me pointing out how fucking dumb he is. But he's clearly, fuck it, I am going to say bullied, bullied the religious right into just worshipping him and taking everything he says as their own talking point. So now even she, I mean, not even she, it's not like she's some fucking stalwart of reason. She's a spiritual advisor in the first place. But she's fucking crazy. She looks like a QAnon believer. And this is the one spiritually advising. Which, what? First of all, fucking what? Spiritual advisor is what? A spiritual advisor does what? That's fucking nothing. But yeah, now even the president's spiritual advisor is out there asking for empathy for him. He really feels the weight of all the people who died. What about the people who died? And not the president. What about having empathy and sympathy for the people who died and not the president who doesn't acknowledge them? Um, you know what I really want to talk about, actually? So many of you have written to me about this. is uh, That pandemic shit. I, I get... I shudder just saying it. But uh, I do want to... I, 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 you know what? I'll actually... Where are we? Yeah, I'll do that after the break. Um, Which we're gonna fucking take right now. Uh, So here's a little break. And on the other side, we're going to talk about Plandemic. And I'm going to get upset. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back. And for a little more of that lovely, lovely church music for our Sunday service, this one's a fucking banger. Slowing it down. Uh oh. He Touched Me. That's the name of the song. He Touched Me. And I'll tell you what, if that ain't Christian, I don't know what is. I mean, talk about Christians should change some things, update some things. How about changing or updating the name of that fucking song? He Touched Me? He Touched Me is the name of that song. Okay. Uh, okay, so I want to get into this fucking plandemic shit. And if you don't know what it is, I, I, I mean, I'm jealous. If you don't know what it is, I'm jealous. If you don't know what it is, you're about to find out what it is. But if you don't know what it is, I'm deeply jealous. I'm pretty sure you do know what it is because it's been, it's this viral video. And it's gone way more viral than that. Uh, crock of shit you mentory uh, out of shadows, but it's just as much of a crocky shit ment- crock of shit you mentory. And apparently the thing that's going around is just part one. Just part one. It's a little teaser and it's like 26 minutes and I watched it. I made myself watch it because a lot of you motherfuckers were sending it to me and I thank you for that. Even though I really wish this didn't exist, it does. And it's upsetting. And I got to get into it because it ties into a lot of the shit I always talk about here. But basically, as the title suggests, Plandemic, it's about how the pandemic was planned. The fact that the title is a pun like that. I was going to shit on that, but that's actually the only thing I like about it. 
it shows maybe like a glimmer of a sense of humor, which is absent from the thing, but it, it, it makes the thing seem like it'll be better than it actually is automatically because it, it hints at a sense of humor or at least like a level of irony, some kind of cleverness, possibly. I mean, I'm being generous, but like, let's try to be generous because this is going to be a fucking shitstorm right now. So anyway, the whole premise of the crock of shitumentary that I'm talking about is there is a uh, a woman who is a former doctor. Um, her name, what the fuck is her name? Her name is Mikovit, something Mikovits, I think. I forget her first name. But yeah, that'll work. Dr. Mikovits. Judy, Dr. Judy Mikovits, a virologist. Um, and she claims, well, she claims a lot of things. Number one, that it was planned. And the reason she claims claims it was planned was that so the make the people who made it, which she claims it was made in tandem with, with China and America, which already, that's dubious. When has China and America agreed on anything lately but putting that even aside her claim is that we were in cahoots we created this virus only to be able to cure it once the entire world has it that's actually a thing that she says in the documentary once everybody has it then we unleash the uh the uh the vaccine already it's all gone the whole fucking crock of shit documentary is already blown up by that claim. Because if everybody has a fucking thing, they don't need a vaccine anymore. Okay? Now is the time to come out. If, if people who planned this planned it in a way that makes the most sense, which, fuck, if they're masterminds, which they clearly are, everything's going right to plan. She implicates Fauci in this with absolutely no evidence. But this is not like some like shadowy group. This is like Dr. Anthony Fauci and his cohorts doing this, okay? This isn't some faceless entity. These are like government institutions and research labs and shit that she's naming or kind of naming without really backing anything up. But she's saying that the people who made the, made the uh, disease, made the bug, created the virus in a lab, have unleashed it, but they're also the patent holders on the vaccine. So it's like you're creating a virus, putting it out into the world that only you can cure. And she's saying you wait, they're waiting to drop the cure. I don't know what they're waiting for. Now, now would be the time to say, oh, hey, whoops, we have a vaccine. When everyone's shitting their fucking pants about it. In fact, the, the time to do it was a month ago. When everyone's already had it, no one needs the vaccine. If you're trying to maximize your dollars, you do it now. So it's already fucking out the fucking window. But the actual crock of shit itself gets into more than just the vague 
idea of a plan to do this. Meanwhile, she points out no specifics. This this is just this is just like a I was waiting, in fact, the entire fucking twenty-six shitty minutes. Shit it's the entire twenty-six shit it's the tw- the entire twenty-six sh- min shits. Took me a while to get there, but I got there. I'm just waiting for her to sort of be clear about what she's saying, which, oh, what a surprise. She doesn't because she's not saying anything. But the whole thing sets her up as this persecuted doctor who was like pushed out, right? And everything I'm about to say is not hard to either already know or just look up. So again, if you believe this documentary, Crocus Shitumentary, which an astonishing amount of people do, even people who know it's bullshit are like, yeah, but it makes some good points. No, it doesn't. This woman... Okay, so this woman claims that she did some study that they put the clamp on, that that her superiors put the clamp on, that made uh, HIV take longer, to, to, to take longer to contain. Because... Her, her higher-ups stole her ideas and wanted to patent it themselves. And then figure out a way to get her arrested. She says there were like things at her house that were planted there. The, the reason she was arrested because she had stolen things from the lab where she worked or the institute that she worked. But here's the thing. The study that she's talking about was not repeatable. And a study like that, which is peer-reviewed, which goes into a magazine, like I think it was in Science or Nature, it was like in a big magazine, they had to retract the article because the study couldn't be reproduced. And if a study can't be reproduced, then it's probably bullshit. Also, she couldn't even reproduce the study. So that's why... That shit got shut down. No other reason. So the whole documentary, Crocus Shitumentary, is trying to frame her as a hero, when in reality, she's she's pretty much where she belongs, as in not in the science community anymore. It's showing like footage of like SWAT teams closing in on someone and arresting them, not even a SWAT team arresting her. This woman turned herself in. The movie begins with like a flurry of background. Part of it is about her arrest, which they frame as this like super dramatic Michael Bay movie thing. With the SWAT team and shit, they have footage of SWAT team. You, that is obviously the implication is that it's footage of her getting arrested. But not only is that footage not of her of what happened to her, it's not footage The footage isn't even reminiscent of what happened to her. And this is the fucking beginning. All right. I say these examples just to point out how off on the wrong foot it gets. And then she gets into her whole conspiracy theory. And she says a bunch of things throughout that are just, I mean, I don't want to say they're, they're easily, um, Dismissed as fake because it, it this kind of crock of shit crock of shitumentary, it mimics like a sheen of something that's real, something that's legit. And the guy that's made it has made a bunch of crazy person stuff. 
Uh, he made one video about, well, I'll get into that later, actually. But it continues to focus on her and and her credentials and the conspiracy against her. And this, the movie actually fails to point out that she's fully involved deeply with many people in the anti-vax community. That fucking idiot Robert Kennedy Jr. One of the heads of the anti-vax crowd. Her book uh, was, I don't know if, yeah, it was published by an organization that he runs. And that's the other thing. If you look closer, I mean, the the Crockett the, the documentary tries to point out They'd even asked her explicitly, are you anti-vaccine? And uh, she says, no, of course not. But, and there's this but that makes it clear that her answer is just yes. That's basically a talking point of anti-vax people. Because it's, I don't, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-vaccines that you, that it, that are being forced on me. The ones that are giving me other diseases. The ones that are controlling my mind. The ones that are dementing my kid. Whatever it is. So their whole thing, that doesn't count for shit. She is anti-vax. That's what that is. So don't fucking be fooled by that. If you've spent any time reading or listening to the anti-vax community, I'm not anti-vax, but is like the biggest, biggest red flag that there is. I'm not anti-vax, but is like, uh, you know, I like people all the same, but, and then you just go on to say something about like an entire race, you know, I like people all the same, but you know, you're just like, oh fuck, here we go. That's what that is. And, um, she spends a considerable amount of time talking about how uh, the virus was made in a lab and it had to have been because a virus like this would take, I think she says something like 800 years to recreate. But this kind of animal to human thing happens all the fucking time. There's nothing crazy about this. It wouldn't take 800 years. It can happen any day, any moment. A virus can evolve basically with the fucking snap of a finger. And certainly at the snap of a finger, as far as we can see it, it might exist in a fucking bat or a pangolin for a long time. I'm not even a fucking scientist. This shit is either shit I already know or is easily found out. Again, the fucking internet can be whatever you want it to be. It can be a source of actual information, or it can be a source of bullshit. And the more you watch this thing, the more you realize what, again, this movie has a little bit more of like a sheen of a real legit thing, and you realize slowly 
if you're paying attention, how much every single point that she's making, the appeal of believing all of those points is very, very, very big. It's very appealing to believe her. And if anything should be taken with a fucking grain of salt, it's things that we want to believe. But this gets back to a thing I talk about a lot. Everyone is very fucking scared right now. And our sensors are heightened, our antennae are heightened to seek out things that are comforting, aka things we want to believe. Now, is it comforting that Dr. Fauci is a fucking mastermind behind everything and planned this? both the virus and the eventual vaccine, and he's just sitting there fucking tapping a desk somewhere, being evil as fuck. Is that on its face better to believe than a virus naturally occurring in the world and then slowly spreading because of ineptitude and also just the way the world works? On its face... It's not, but it's, it makes people feel better to believe that it was all this one big plan and someone's controlling it and there's a hero, you and a villain, those people. It's the same shit with the fucking, I mean, to use an older conspiracy theory as an example. JFK, the whole thing about not believing that it was Lee Harvey Oswald acting alone, which whatever, I don't even, I'm not an expert in fucking the JFK assassination theory or conspiracy theory, but the whole, the whole reason people love that is because it's much easier And they do love that. Don't get it fucking twisted. There's this morbid love. The deep morbid desire to pour over the fucking details of the JFK assassination. People love that shit. People love all this shit. Anything that points to a massive web of very powerful people controlling the course of history is a thing people will want to believe. It's appealing. It's way more appealing than there being absolute chaos and randomness and things just happen and then another thing happens and one causes a random chain reaction which causes several more chain reactions. No one wants that. It's too chaotic to contain in your own mind. I mean, that's what fucking religion is in the first place. It's also the appeal of conspiracy theories. It's way, way, way easier to keep in your mind that this is a virus that was made by men and unleashed on men by those men who made it. But doesn't fucking make it true. Just like it's way, way more exciting and more, in a way, comforting to believe that it was a big web of people that had Lee Harvey Oswald and whoever else, because there's a second gunman and possibly third gunman if you listen to the right or wrong people I guess the appeal of that is the same fucking thing 
it's much easier to process that the world can be fucking toppled it's much easier to process that the world can be toppled by powerful forces than it can be by one little fucking shitty dickhead guy with a rifle just like it's way more comforting in that fucking morbid way to believe that there are powerful entities controlling this that made this that are controlling it's it's uh trickling out that are controlling the way we deal with it and that are ultimately going to control and capitalize off of the eventual vaccination But apparently there are two kinds of people in the world. There are the people who want to believe it so bad and they have no governor in their mind to say, actually, this smells kind of like bullshit. I'm not going to believe this. And they just believe it. And then there are people like me and hopefully you who are like, oh, that sounds uh, a little too neat and tied up. Also, I've heard none of this, and I'm only hearing it from one person in this documentary. They're actually, this is another fucking sneaky thing. She's the, the Mikeovitz doctor woman, is the woman who it's, is the main talking head. It's basically about her. It spends the first 10 minutes on her background. But they use other people, too. They use other talking heads. I think they're actually on Fox News. And they're actually hardcore against all of the guidelines and restrictions that the government has put down on us. They came out when their clips were used, which I think is fair use. I don't know. Maybe not. But those, their clips, clips of them are in this fucking crock of shit documentary. And even they came out and were like, I don't support this at all it's taking what i'm saying out of context this is bullshit i don't agree with any of that and these are people who are already inclined to believe that shit this, these are extremists who condone and believe in this shit extremists and fucking some idiot you went to high school with who's sending it to you being like this is pretty interesting The idiot who needs to be like the smartest person, you know, but is truly an idiot and also extremists, which is the other thing. If you're going to believe this thing, why don't you poke your head up and look around the room? If you see something like pandemic, why don't you virtually poke your head up and look around the room? Look who else is in the room of believers. Is that a room you're comfortable being in? Anti-vax? Fucking basically tea party shit? Get the government out of my life! Armed protesters? Armed protesters, anti-vaxxers, and tea party motherfuckers. Extremist tea party members. The fucking Proud Boys, Gavin McInnes' group. Is that all these fucking armed rallies? 
Look around the room. Is that a room you want to be in? I mean, I know you're looking for answers and I know it, it's, it's, it's easier to wrap your mind around this thing where it's like this world domination plot, this plot to cash in. But it's, life is way too fucking sloppy. All those people can't be possibly in cahoots. Somebody would have fucked up, you know? That's just not how shit works. Also, there's a claim in that fucking crock of shit documentary that particularly bothered me. And I'm not even someone at all who's an expert in Big Pharma or anything like that. But her whole argument is based, the premise of it is essentially cheaper drugs are, are of no value to patent. So they're not put on the market because you can't make a lot of money off of unpatented drugs. And obviously, she's saying this vaccine will be patented and will be capitalized on. So all the drugs like hydrocloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxacloxac
Who made it? Yeah, the guy who made it, his name's Mickey Willis. He spells Mickey wrong, too. It's M-I-K-K-I, which sucks. And he's made, he's like a new, he makes like new age shit. New age documentary, crockish shitumentaries. Like one, he had one with Marianne Williamson in it, just for example. Uh, he makes movies about psychedelic drugs. He made a movie about uh, how a cursed bone from a Mayan gravesite may have led someone to getting leukemia. And he made, there's a video posted by him that's, the title of it is Five-Year-Old Cracks Epstein Case. Guess what his findings were, the five-year-old, which is his son, which is so fucking sad. Anyway, this is what we're dealing with here, okay? Again, look around the fucking room. If the people you're in the room with are Mickey Willis, there's a problem. It's similar to fucking uh, being in church, you know, when I was a kid. I'd look around and be like, I shouldn't be here with all these people. All these people think wrong things. I'm not saying I know all the things, but I know they're thinking wrong things. So if you find yourself watching something like that, thinking, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Before you go there, look around the room. See what other kinds of people are believing what this is. See if they're fucking QAnon believers, anti-vax people, armed protesters, possibly even fucking climate deniers, possibly even globe deniers. But it's all the fucking same shit. And if you find yourself in that room, get out. Uh, I'm going to get into some fucking Twitter questions. Opening Twitter, opening cesspool. Okay. Uh, Would ask your thoughts on this, on the protest in North Carolina, but I'm pretty sure there's only one thing to say about this, and it is K. I mean, that's fucking true. I, I saw photos from that, and honestly... It looks, I mean, some of the men there had had guns l- legitimately bigger than me. Fucking taking selfies of themselves and shit with guns bigger than me, and I'm a tall human. These fucking losers, man. What is that? Saw pictures of some of these fucking guys at Subway. Just like ordering sandwiches with the guns bigger than me. A tall human. 
So what do I think of them? Yeah, I think that you're right. It's fucking K. Guy to fucking bazooka. One guy to bazooka. Hang on, Charlie's at the door. She's at the door and now she's going to be pissed that she's locked. I let her in and now she's going to want to get the fuck out like ASAP. Um, oh, look, there she goes. Why don't you sit down? Sit down. Sit. Sit. Okay, good girl. Oh, this is a good one. This is an off subject, which I appreciate. What do you think of the Dune remake? I honestly think Dune is a fucking boring thing to make. Even first off, I think David Lynch's Dune is fucking boring. I think Denis Villeneuve's Dune is going to be rip your eyes out boring. His Blade Runner was fucking rip your fucking anus out boring. I think it's going to be fucking bad. Also, Timothy fucking Sports Chalet looks... Like he's in a Calvin... I saw still from me. looks like he's in a Calvin Klein cologne ad. But like on Mars. Everybody loves that guy. He's a good actor actually. Fucking but... Is he? I don't know. I think maybe I just decided I don't like him. But yeah, the movie looks dumb and it'll be dumb. Why gotta remake Dune? God... Uh, what do you think about naming a child the fucking Elon Musk's name, the one is they, him and Grimes named their son, which is so fucking annoying. Dude, honestly, shit like that, I'm so tired of it. I know th- he doesn't do this, but it, he feels totally like a, like a, like a Donald Trump figure. He feel he feels to me like he's just fully playing the press. There's nothing actually in his soul the, there are differences, obviously. I mean, Elon's obviously a genius uh, in a few ways. But they're the same fucking kind of guy to me. It's just like everything is a show. And he's like got a fucking shitty dickhead attitude. I wouldn't be surprised if Elon Musk is fucking president one day. His whole thing about wanting to fucking restaff and get his office going again and get the economy going again. Hey, man, you just want to stop losing money. Say that. Oh, this is another Elon. See, this is the thing. Now everyone's talking about fucking Elon Musk because he named his fucking shitty-ass little fucking kid the, the wrong name. I was watching Elon on Rogan well, there's your first mistake. And they were discussing Neuralink, the high bandwidth interface between the human brain and computers. Amazing, but also scary. I thought I wonder what Matt thinks of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think about it a lot. It fucking freaks me out, especially if Elon Musk is in charge of that shit. I feel like Elon Musk sees a movie like Transcendence, that terrible one with uh, Johnny Depp, where his mind merges with computers and, and, and he like takes over the world. I feel like Elon Musk sees that and he's like, he's just like, absolutely enchanted by the story he's just like ah oh, he had the right idea that villain was was is great 
I want to do that. That's how I feel like Elon Musk is. But yeah, Neuralink is, it. it's just, that kind of shit just is though. Am I scared of it? I, yeah. But more scared in like the, what the fuck is that going to be like? Not like, I don't have specific ideas about what I'm scared of, but I mean, that's, I guess that's what we're all scared of the most is the unknown. I just don't know what that's going to look like. Another Elon Musk question. See, this is the fucking thing. He's the next Donald Trump. The question is, how do you feel about Elon Musk downplaying the dangers of COVID-19 and wanting his full staff back at work amid the pandemic? I think that everyone who's out there on their fucking soapbox with a fucking loudspeaker, a megaphone, should just be saying what it really is. I'm worried about my wallet. Let's open everything back up because I care more about money than I do about people dying, which is, again, I brought this up before. That is a fair perspective because not having money can also lead to dying. But I just wish that that was what people said. Be more honest. Oh, this is a good one. I took your advice about getting a pet, been thinking about it, and this one in particular at a shelter since the beginning of the year, and finally did it. Meet Alex, and then there's a picture of Alex. Hi, Alex. This person, I guess a few weeks ago, asked me about getting a dog, and they fucking did it. Everybody else should do it, too. I'll wrap up here in a minute. Let me get a couple more in. Uh... Can you talk about how you felt when you were about to release American Animal? Nervous, excited, or both? And how hard it can be to say an autistic project is finished. Yeah, being done with a thing like that is hard because you spend so much time and you just think, am I really? It's less that you don't think it's done. It's that am I? you're just like, I've been doing it so long. Can I really be done at all? So stepping away is hard and finally being done, done, especially you don't have like a hard out as a deadline. It's tricky. But yeah, about to release it. I mean, I I wrote it. I directed it. I'm fucking in it. And I'm naked in it. It was very... uh, I don't know if nervous is the right word. It's close. I would say more anxious. I was anxious about how people would respond to such a thing. Even though I knew it was the kind of... Even though I knew it was the kind of movie that people would either love or hate. I still had anxiety about that going into it. Um, Because it's one thing to know... You're making a movie that people will love or hate and be excited about that. Because those are the kinds of movies I respond to when someone's really taking a chance. Someone's really trying to do something that is particularly them or I hate this term, but I'm thinking of it. So fuck it out. Something outside the box, not for the sake of it, but everyone's so fucking different and weird. I don't know why all movies seem to have to be the fucking same. If there are individuals making those movies, shouldn't that reflect how different and weird people are anyway? As much as I like those kinds of movies and knew I was making one of those kinds of movies, it's very different to know you're making one of those. That is very different than putting one of those out there. Uh, but because it was my first movie, it was it was particularly anxiety-inducing. Yeah. Hey, Matt, given you're a film director, I was wondering what the best directing tip advice 
you've ever gotten is. Um, yeah, I guess I, I can think of, of it and it's probably when you're rehearsing a scene to stand exactly where you don't want the actors to go. If you know where you want them to be, you have a sense, which I mean, if you're directing something, you fucking should. When you're about to rehearse it, stand where the actor where you don't want the actors to go. Where you most don't want the actors to go. Because never will an actor come up to you and say, can I stand there actually? That is truly the best. And this will be the last one. How do you stay focused on a project? Honestly, I don't. If I have a deadline, I do because I have to, because I have to make money. And if I don't do it, I'll get fired. But if it's like a project of my own, I don't. Uh, if I don't want to be focused on a thing, then I don't want to do it. The things that I'm focused on are things that I want to do. But with work, 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 assignment, work, work for hire, I stay focused only only one way and that's by thinking about how much of a loser I'll be if I don't do the thing that I have to do how much of a loser I'll feel like and that's it uh, but yeah staying focused is fucking hard especially right now I've found that in, during this pandemic it's fucking hard to keep your mind on something just for a fucking work day even all right, that's going to do it. It's fucking Sunday. Thanks for coming to the, our church, which is better than real church. If you were thinking about going to real church, let me stop you right there. Don't go. If you really feel like you have to congregate somehow, some way, listen to this one again. I love you. I want you to have a great week. This was fucking great. I would love it if you stayed safe. Stayed home as much as you can. I would love... Actually, you know what? Stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay home. I haven't done that in a while. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay home. And I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Okay.